0: Welcome to Starting Sustainability, episode 10. Someone has baby fever! Hello everybody, I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. And Welcome to Starting Sustainability. If you're new and haven't listened in, this is a podcast about the trial and errors of figuring out how to incorporate sustainable do's and don'ts into your life home, work, and travel, and I'm so glad that you're joining me today. As I go through this podcast, you don't have to do every single thing that I talk about, but if you could just pick up on one or two things or ideas that I'm communicating with you and incorporate those into your life, it would make a huge difference in the long run. Today, we're going to talk about cute, cuddly little babies. Woohoo! But first, I want to talk about what's going on in Kaylin's world. I'm kind of thinking of changing that to Keeping Up With Kaelin. Kind of similar to the Kardashians, but minus the fame and money and the exotic look. Well, I do have the big butt. Actually, I used to get made fun of relentlessly at school because flat butts were the thing back then. Thank you, Kardashians, (laughs) for bringing the big booties in. And, uh, yeah, now it's not really anything to be self-conscious about anymore. Now I'm quite proud of my big booty. Anyway. I wanted to share with you. I tried some things over this past week, and I wanted to share the results. first, I tried my shampoo and conditioner bars that I got when I was on vacation. I was so excited when I went to the shop and I found shampoo and conditioner bars. I was so excited I just bought them without any questions asked, <laughs> which has turned out to be a problem, and I'll explain why I well, I had to finish up my previous shampoo and conditioner, so it's been a couple of weeks now that they've been used. Those are used up, so now I got to bust out these bars and try them, and they smell delicious. They smell really, really good. I got the Hawaiian Hibiscus scent, and I used them, and my hair is very soft and smooth, and I was telling my coworkers about it because they wanted to know what kind of... I was like, hey, I got new shampoo, and they want to know what kind is it. Um, I have no idea. there is no bottle. Therefore, there is no label. I have no idea what I just purchased. So, I actually just called the shop that I bought them from. Luckily, I saved the receipt because I keep a budget, so I kept the receipts and I was able to find it and call the shop just to ask them, what's the brand of the shampoo and conditioner bars that I bought? Turns out it's called Sweet and Sassy. That's the name. That's the brand name. It is an all-natural SLS, which stands for sodium lauryl sulfate free, so it's sulfate free, and the scent comes from essential oils. That's pretty awesome. So it's very, it's safe for humans, babies, pets, it's safe for everything because there aren't any harsh chemicals in it. Awesome. Fantastic. (laughs) So in desperate times, I can use it on my kid if I need to. The directions for the shampoo bars, are to take the bar, put it in your hand, and literally just rub it around on your head in circles and lather it up that way. I figure that's probably going to make it a snarly mess. So I just lathered it in my hands until I got a nice, foamy, thick, foamy, creamy texture and put that all in my hair and rinsed it out and I could feel right then and there that it was nice and soft. It felt very creamy going through my hair, actually, and then I rinsed it out. Then I had to use the conditioner bar, so I was rubbing that around in my hands. And you don't get a lather with conditioner, because it's conditioner. That method wasn't working. I had to come up with a new one. I ended up almost the same action as brushing your hair, you know, starting at forehead all the way to the back of your neck, and working your way around your head. That's what I ended up doing, basically combing my hair with the conditioner bar, put the bar down, and then I ran my fingers through my hair to kind of work it down in there. And rinse that out. That was very, very good. Tips if you do use shampoo and conditioner bars. I know I mentioned them on a previous episode, but I don't know if I went through the tips. Obviously, <laughs> keep it out of the stream of water. <laughs> if the water is hitting it, it's going to use it up faster. So make sure you keep it out of the stream of water. Some people will get a container, whether it be plastic container that you're reusing from something else or a different... They Sometimes you can get the shampoo and conditioner bars with their own container, just a soap container... That would protect it. But then that container is also great. So if you're traveling, you can use that as well. Another item that I wanted to share with you, I tried out dental floss. Well, I've always been using dental floss. I've been using it twice a day, every day, for a long time. But I ran out of my regular dental floss, and I was thinking, oh, what else could I use? Oh, let's be sustainable. Good. I remember reading a long time ago, you can use cotton thread. Perfect. I have a craft room with hundreds of spools of threads. Most of them were given to me. When people find out that you do crafts or that you even know how to sew, now I'm not a seamstress. I'm not bragging in any way. I can sew a straight line. So I can do repairs and mending. That's about it. (laughs) But when people find out that you have the ability to sew, they now want to give you all of their old sewing materials and craft supplies and everything else in order for them to clean it out of their house. Which is fine. That's great. That's how I ended up with all this stuff. So I grabbed the... 100% 100% cotton thread, and I started to use it just like you would for floss, and it broke. And then I tried again, and it broke. <laughs> and then I tried a third time, and it broke. I said, okay, every time it touches my teeth, the thing, the thread is breaking. So that was not working for me. I then grabbed a different thread that was a polyester blend and tried that. I made it through two teeth, and then it broke. And I was trying to be really, really gentle, and it also kept breaking. Not quite as frequently, but it was still breaking. Then I found the heavy-duty polyester blend, and it did not break. Success! It did not break. Well, I guess not really success, because the problem was (laughs) it was so thick, it would not go between my teeth. So it didn't actually perform the duty of flossing. I'm living testimony, no, you cannot use leftover thread from school or from clothing, even though that has been advised in other sustainable articles and blogs and everything else that I've read. No, you really cannot use it. That's not a good go-to. I did do more research, and I have heard of a great product called Dental Lace, and it is 100% mulberry silk. I have no idea how they make that happen, but it's mulberry silk. The container it comes in is a cute little glass jar, and then you can do refillable... You can order and get refills on it. So I ordered that. I'm waiting on that to arrive, and I'll let you know how that goes. The last thing I wanted to share with you in keeping up with Kaylin, I guess, or what's going on in Kaylin's world, I haven't decided what I'm going to call this segment. I found a very promising recipe for shaving cream. However, I only had two out of the three ingredients. And I went to the store to find the third ingredient because I wanted to do it this past weekend. I wanted to do it that day because I had time that day to... I really only have time on the weekends, basically, to whip everything together and then test it out and report on it, and I wasn't able to find it in the store. I did place an order on Amazon. Hopefully, it's going to get here soon, and I can report back to you on the next episode. Okay, let's talk about babies and how you can continue a sustainable lifestyle as a parent. Once you get pregnant, you're going to have to start looking into maternity clothes. That's going to be the first thing you're going to need. There are tricks to extend your clothes. They have bra extenders. It's basically three inches of extra rows of hooks that go on the back of your bra to extend it because you, when you're pregnant, your boobs are going to get bigger. And I didn't realize this. I just assumed they'd get bigger at the end. They get bigger right away. <laughs> so I needed bra extenders right away. When your belly starts growing and your pants can't zip up and button anymore. You can continue to wear the pants, they just won't button and zip. You can take a hair tie and tie it around the loop part to extend it so then it will, the other end of the hair tie goes around the button part and keep your pants on that way. That's another really great trick. They also have belly bands, which is basically, think of a spandex tank top, except it's only the belly portion. And so you wear that on top of any of your pants. And that's what I did, and that got me out of buying maternity pants. Because I looked at maternity pants, and one, they went way up over your belly and made you feel almost like Steve Urkel. And two, I couldn't find any that were less than $80. Because I had, to have, I had to have dressy work pants, and I couldn't find anything below $80. I could find jeans, but I'm not allowed to wear jeans at work. I had to get the dress pants. So there's some tricks for you that belly band, I want to say it's... I got mine for free. Mine was given to me. But I want to say they're about $10 to $20. Significant, and it works on all of your pants versus one pair of maternity pants. Which, actually, if you want to make it through the work week, you're probably going to need more than one pair of pants. You're probably going to need at least three to four. And that's if you're doing laundry a couple times a week. Anyway, another thing would be arch supports. Get really good arch supports. I'm talking, I my insurance covered it. So I got custom Arch supports that are a hard plastic because the Dr. Scholl's or any of the other brands that are foamy, they only last a little bit and then they flatten out over time and you have to keep getting new ones. So I got the custom made hard plastic that are guaranteed for life. That's what I got. And the arch support, why do you need that? Well, as you gain weight and you weigh more, it's going to put more pressure on your feet. So when you are pregnant, your feet will actually widen and expand. And unfortunately, after you have the baby, they stay widened and expanded. It is very common for most ladies to increase a half or full shoe size. Then they give birth, and they can never wear their cute, expensive shoes ever again because they will never fit. I highly recommend getting the arch support. If your insurance covers it, fantastic, if not, it's still going to be a whole lot cheaper than having to get rid of all of your old shoes and buying all brand new shoes. So that's how you can extend what you currently own. There will be a point where you're going to have to get more clothes. They don't necessarily have to be new. You will just need more clothes, or at least new to you clothes. You can borrow clothes from people who are bigger than you, like your boyfriend, your spouse, friends siblings. I borrowed from my mom, believe it or not. I wore my husband's t-shirts as long as I could, and I borrowed clothes from a friend who had actually recently lost some weight. Congratulations. I won't call your name out because I don't want to embarrass you. I did get the clothes from my mom. My friend's sister had a bunch of maternity clothes, and she was done having kids. So my friend Danielle hooked me up on that one and got me a bunch of maternity clothes. Massive praises to Danielle, if you're listening. You (laughs) saved me so much money during my pregnancy because I got a lot of clothes from her and her sister, and it was wonderful. There was an evening where my neighbor invited me over for a Mary Kay slash wine slash LuLaRoe party, which I I was pregnant. Well, I don't drink anyway, so I definitely wasn't drinking while I was pregnant. While I was at that party, I met somebody. I'd never met them before, and they could look at me and obviously tell I was pregnant. And they said, would you like some maternity clothes? Yes, of course. Sure, I'll take some. I'm not turning that down. (laughs) I'll take some maternity clothes. I live in a four-season area. (laughs) I need clothes all year round. And I I did get a lot of maternity clothes, but you're going to get the clothes... If you get clothes from one person, you're going to get it for their pregnancy. So if they're at maximum pregnancy in the wintertime and you're going to be maximum pregnancy in the summertime, the clothes are not going to work or vice versa. Anyways, so I met this lady. Her name was Taylor. Very nice. Just met her and she said, here, I'll bring you a bunch of clothes. The next day or a couple days later, she brought them over to the neighbor's house because she didn't know where I lived. And then I went over to my neighbor, Nikki, and got the clothes from her. So thank you, Taylor, if you're listening. Thank you, Nikki, for hooking me up with that connection. I appreciate it. For those of you who are currently pregnant or planning to get pregnant, anybody who is done having babies wants to get rid of their maternity clothes. It's very, very easy to find maternity clothes for free or for super cheap. And and sustainability-wise, you're reusing them. They've only, at a maximum, they've been only worn for nine months. They're, they have a lot of life left in them. You can go to consignment shops. Did you know that Goodwill has a maternity section? Not anymore, I bought them all. <laughs> I tickled myself on that one also some kids consignment shops they might have a maternity area as well facebook marketplace I am really loving facebook marketplace it's relatively new I think it only opened up within only within the past year and I will see lots of maternity clothes lots as in there are a lot of them and lots as in you can get the whole lot of maternity clothes the whole wardrobe from this person for $30, $40, $50. $30, $40, $50. They just want to get rid of it. They know they're never going to use it again. They want to get rid of it. I mentioned earlier because of my professional workplace, I was limited. Even though I did receive a lot of maternity clothes, a lot of them I was unable to wear to work and unfortunately worked five out of the seven days of the week. So I had to kind of get really creative of what I could wear to work. I ended up having to buy some clothes. Just because I couldn't find what I was looking for anywhere and I was running out of clothes to wear So I did end up buying clothes, but I decided to go for LuLaRoe and I do not sell LuLaRoe I don't have any connections to LuLaRoe But I am going to brag on them anyways just because their clothing is extremely stretchy So you can stick with the LuLaRoe or you can find a knockoff brand or just something else that's similar Where it's a very stretchy material because I was then able to wear it throughout the whole pregnancy And then after you give birth, that weight is still on there. It's going to take some time for that weight to come off. Yes, there are some girls who can go in, have a baby, and then wear the jeans that they wore the day before they even got pregnant at all. Good for them. I was not that person. My hips got wider and then they stayed wider. Only enhancing my big booty. (laughs) That is just something I want you to think about. If you're going to have to buy clothes, try to get clothes that you'll be able to wear for a long time And for multiple phases of your life. And I talked about fast fashion in episode 8. So again, go for classic looks. Things that you can wear while you're in college, in the workplace, over the weekend, while you're on vacation, during pregnancy, during motherhood. Try to get classic looks that are flexible that you'll be able to wear for a long period of time. Get the most amount of life out of your clothing. Okay, moving on. You're about to have a baby now. We're just working our way through the process. You got pregnant. You got the maternity clothes. Now you're getting ready for the baby to come. We're preparing for the baby. You're going to want to decorate the nursery. That's fine. Go for it. You can, if you're trying to do it sustainably, you can make your own decorations. I'm a crafty person, so to me that was very easy. Plus, I wanted, I did not know the gender of my baby. That was on purpose. I wanted it to be a surprise but that made it hard to find decorations because everything was extremely boy or extremely girl and I wanted some gender neutral stuff and all I could find was gray. (laughs) Apparently the only thing that was out was gray and safari. That was the only gender neutral. I wanted stars and moon and sun. That's what my room was as a junior high, high school person. That's how my room was and I had a lot of decorative items already, and I thought that would be perfect for a nursery to do sun, moon, and star. It was easy for me to go get canvases and just paint sun, moon, and star on there. You can even get a stencil and paint that on there. So you can make your decorations as fancy and complicated or as simple as you want. If you do not want to make any decorations, then you can find pre-loved decor. When I say pre-loved, I mean previously owned. But it was loved and it was cherished and it's still good. It's not bad. I don't know why there's always such a negative connotation whenever it comes to anything that has previously been owned. Yes, you can find parents of toddlers who have redone the nursery because now they're in the big boy bed or the big girl bed. So you can get their old nursery decorations. And when I say old, really by the time they're toddler, it's one or two years. They're really the decorations really aren't that old. There will be other things for the nursery you're going to need other than decorations. <laughs> like a crib. You're going to need a crib. Again, you can find that used on Facebook Marketplace. You can find someone else in the family. Many people are actually already trying to get rid of these items because their kid has outgrown it and they don't need a crib anymore. They're done having babies or trying to get rid of it. Just find some of these people. I know when I say, it, just go find these, it sounds easy. It's really not that hard. At church, you'll have connections. Your family will give you connections. Your friends will give you connections. And Facebook, any other social media platform, there are ways to find this stuff. There are buy, sell, trade pages, garage sales, consignment shops. This stuff is everywhere. Kids' stuff is very easy to find. It is extremely easy to find. I took it one step further, and I got a 4-in-1 convertible crib. So it'll be the crib that converts to... The toddler bed, and even into all the way, it will be a single twin bed. It'll be the frame for a single twin bed. So, my son will have that for his whole life. We are going to have more kids at some point in time. I will probably have to either stick with that crib and transfer it to a toddler bed or go get a second four in one. So that way, each kid gets their own. I don't know. I'm going to have to figure that out. We're not there yet. But I'm going to have to figure it out. Other items in the nursery room like your bassinet, bouncer, swing, pack and play, a rocker. Again, all these are going to be very easy to find. If you don't want to buy them, you can always borrow them. I got very lucky. I found a friend who already had this stuff and she was happy to let me borrow it. And I'll be using it while she is getting through pregnancy. And then Corbin, my son, will be done with it by the time her child comes along. So then I'll bounce it back to her. <laughs> and then once her kid is done, I'll have a second one coming along. And I'll just borrow it right back. And we'll just kind of share it back and forth. These are things that you can do and play out. These are just more ideas. You do what works for you, obviously. I did mention garage sales earlier. Yes! <laughs> My town has community garage sales, the whole community. So you can, on one Saturday morning from 8 to noon, I went around and hit probably 40 different garage sales. Maternity clothes were everywhere. I got an awesome jogging stroller that was over $200. I got it for $4 just because the lady just wanted to get rid of it at that point. And then I even found a high chair on the curb. It wasn't even a part of the garage sale. It was on the curb. It was a different Like that person wasn't having a garage sale, they just kicked it to the curb. That person, however, was outside. And I walked up and I looked at it and they said, you can have it. It works great. We just didn't want to clean it. That kind of broke my heart. They didn't feel like cleaning it, so they were throwing the whole thing away. If you would have spent 5-10 minutes cleaning it, you could have sold it online. You could have regifted it to a mom in need, to a women's shelter. There's so many places. But hey, that worked out well for me that day. I said, fine, I have no problems cleaning it. And I put it in the back of my car and I went home. They said, it's completely fine. It was all plastic. I didn't have to worry about bugs or rodents or anything. It was all plastic. Wiped it down. It was beautiful. It's a Greco brand. It's a very nice high chair. (laughs) It's probably one of the nicer pieces of baby furniture that I own. I'm very excited about it. Okay, the baby's here. You gotta get some clothing for it. You gotta dress the baby. I feel a lot of people get very excited, and I did too. You get very excited about the baby. The only thing that helped me out was that I didn't know the gender and all the gender-neutral stuff wasn't very exciting. So I said, I'll just wait till the baby gets here. And then we can go shopping for all these really cute clothes. If you can, remember episode eight, where I talked about one of your tips was to just resist the urge, make yourself wait two weeks, just resist the urge to buy anything brand new. You find it, you say that's cute in two weeks, make yourself wait two weeks. If you still really, really want it, that's okay. But majority of the time you're going to have moved on by then. And you're not, it's not going to be as appealing as that impulse moment. Many other moms are going to be extremely happy to unload their clothes to you. There are so many quote-unquote used clothes that still have the tags on them. And I've seen this happen to my sisters where they were given so many clothes at their baby showers. And even one of my friends, she knew that she was going to have a baby girl. So everybody bought her girl clothing. So many girl clothing items. She did not get any of the essential items that she had asked for. Like a car seat, stroller, bassinet, she'd asked for these items, didn't get any of that, only got girl clothing. I think that's partially why I went the gender neutral route. At least then I would get some of the basic things that I needed and not just clothes. I digress. My point is, she had so many baby clothes, her kid didn't even wear all of them by the time she outgrew them. She had a different outfit every day. My friend didn't even really have to do laundry at that point because she still couldn't even wear all the stuff that she had. What I'm saying is don't, don't have a tainted picture towards quote-unquote used clothings for your kids. Most of the times they haven't worn them or they've only worn them once. They are still a lot of life left in that clothing. And they're still really stinking cute and adorable clothes. As your kids get older, you can go to the consignment sales. I'm in Indiana and around the Indianapolis area. They have the Here We Grow Again sale. It's a big... Consignment shop and it rotates and it will go it's twice a year in each Section, I guess you have north south east west. So it'll be in the north two times a year It'll be in the south two times a year So for me, I'm on the south side So I get it in the spring and the fall and then also the east and the west will also be twice a year So if it's the wrong time of year for your area, you can go to another area you just gonna have to drive a little bit further They traditionally open up at the fairgrounds or a big warehouse area where you can go in there. It's actually a really great idea. They will send out Facebook email blasts to parents who can then take all of their kids' clothes that they no longer need because the kids have outgrown them, and they can turn them in to the consignment shop to be sold. Other parents come in, buy what they want, and then the parents that sold the clothes there get a profit. It's basically a gigantic recycling. (laughs) It's It's all being reused. Parents turn in clothes, other parents buy the clothes. The first parents who turned them in got money. You can also do more than clothes. Shoes, accessories, a lot of toys, baby items. I've seen cloth diapers there, the maternity bands. The point is there's a lot of stuff at the Here We Grow Again sale. And I hope that an area near you has something like that. And if not, maybe you can set something like that up. We also have a brick and mortar store, a chain that's all over the U.S. I don't know if it's in other locations around the world, but here we have one called Once Upon a Child. I'm sure there are other places around the world, I just don't know what those chain names are. Feel free to share if you do know the answer to that. You can go and leave a comment on my website or whatever. And then again, Facebook Marketplace also has lots of kids' clothing that they're trying to get of. You can get a whole bunch of it for pretty cheap. I do wish you the best of luck with socks. I searched everywhere high and low for pre-owned, pre-loved, used socks. I went to the consignment shops. I went to Goodwill. I went to about five or six different places, Facebook marketplace. I went everywhere. I could not find socks. So I had to buy some because it was cold and I couldn't keep waiting and hunting. I needed to get socks on my kids' feet because it was cold outside. Now that my son is older, I completely understand why I couldn't find any used socks. It's very simple. You start the week with seven pair, and at the end of the week you wash the laundry and only two pair are left. Baby socks are a magician's best friend. They disappear faster than a beer in my husband's hand on St. Patty's Day. <laughs> They're just gone. <laughs> That's why you can't find used socks anywhere. Mystery solved. Up next is diapers. I have an entire episode, episode number six, all about how to cloth diapers. So if you're trying to keep the sustainable focus, you can go the cloth diaper route. If you really don't want the cloth diaper route, because I was very detailed. There are other diaper options if you do not want to cloth diaper that are sustainable, that are biodegradable. So look for those. They are going to be a little bit more pricey, but that's just because they're not mask produced yet and you're getting better quality ingredients that are biodegradable so you have to weigh out the cost of saving the environment versus the disposables that are going to be around for hundreds of years that's up to you but if those are too priced remember cloth diapers they're going to be a whole lot cheaper in the long run I did oh in episode six about the cloth diapers I don't think I mentioned this at all and I don't know how I completely forgot but you can do cloth wipes as well these are very easy. Just use scrap fabric material. You can buy the cloth wipes if you want to, or you can take leftover material and just cut it up. It's very simple. If you get the, they call them pinking shears, where it has a zigzag pattern when you cut, that way it doesn't fray. You can use that. Get material that's cotton, like t shirts, terry cloth, like old towels, or fleece, like old bed sheets, or a flannel fleece shirt, jacket, whatever, you can just cut those up into squares. Pretty good-sized squares because you're going to be wiping a baby's booty with it. But those are dry. Yes, they are. You take a water bottle. You can put just water in it, spray it all over your baby's bum, wipe it down with the cloth wipe, and then you do the same thing. If it is a breastfed baby, you can just put it straight into the hamper. If it is a formula-fed baby or is receiving solid foods of any type, then you'll have to spray it down with the bidet sprayer. In the toilet and spray those out and then you can put them in the in the dirty diaper bin. The reason for that is because breast milk is 100% water soluble and the formula milk is not so it will not dissolve in your washing machine. That's why only the breast 100% breastfed babies their poop can just go (laughs) straight into the dirty diaper hamper. That's the reasoning why. That does tie in very well with the next topic which is food. So if you are breastfeeding if you're trying to do sustainable, breastfeeding is definitely the way to go. If you're, if you're able to. I was one who, I had every single obstacle thrown my way and it was heartbreaking on my end. And I was really, really did not want to do formula feeding. But in the end, I had to feed my kid. If you're lucky enough to be able to do breastfeeding, then right there is probably the most sustainable route you can go. Zero waste, 100% all natural. It's fantastic. You will probably need a pump at some point in time, check with your insurance company. A lot of times they'll give you a pump for free. If you are not able to get one for free with your insurance company, there are many that because this is so common, a lot of women do get them for free. They can now give them away or resell them when they are done using them and you can get them on Facebook marketplace, mommy groups, trade pages, they're, they're very easy to find and, and you can get, a lot of times you'll be able to get them for free. In the end, I actually got three of them. I got the one through my insurance because my thought was I can only get it during this 30, 30 day window period. I can only get it here. So if I don't get it and I need it later on, I'm hosed. I'm going to have to pay for it. I'll go ahead and get it. It's free. Then my sister gave me hers. Another sister of mine had a friend who had one, so she gave me that, which was great, because then I could have a pump at home, I could have a pump at work, I could have one in the car, I didn't have to haul it anywhere, all these pumps that were given to me, and then I couldn't even freaking breastfeed, but my point is, these are all easy to get, reuse, reuse, the pumps don't go bad, the they'll try to scare you and say, oh a lot of times they only last one or two years, so it's best if you get it through the insurance company or you buy it. You have to buy a brand new one. It's got the warranty. Even if you get a used one for $20 and the warranty is no longer good and it goes bad, you can go get another used one for $20. Do you know how much these things are brand new? They are not cheap. They are well over $100. You're not going to go through five of these with one kid. All of these pumps are going to come with a whole bunch of attachments and storage containers, and ice packs for the storage containers to keep the breast milk cold all that's going to come with it you don't really have to go out and buy anything additional you'll be able to find so much used a lot of this stuff really will get given to you people will see they'll, they'll physically see that you're pregnant and just start handing you stuff trying to get rid of it if you do have to formula feed or you transition into formula feeding or you just need a bottle whether it's formula breast milk in the bottle if the baby's using a bottle Bottles and nipples are everywhere. They are everywhere. Do not go buy these. Please don't go buy these. These are everywhere. And everybody's so concerned. Well, I got to get brand new because I don't know if the last baby was sick. Then you'll wash it in hot water and sterilize it, run it through the dishwashing machine. It will still be fine and dandy for your child and safe, I promise. You will be given so many bottles. When you find out that you're pregnant, Apparently, the rest of the world does at the same time. I had Target, Walmart, Amazon, Bye Bye Baby, Babies R Us, all these companies. Suddenly, I got all these free samples in the mail from all of these different places. Holy moly. And all those free samples included bottles and everything. These are coming from everywhere. Not to mention all the moms that have so many bottles. My son transitioned to sippy cup around one year. So, we used his bottles for one year. That was it. Now, I have a whole slew of bottles. I'm going to save them because I know we're going to have more kids at some point. But eventually when I'm done having kids, what am I going to do with all these bottles? I'm going to find another mom to give these away to because they're still good. They're going to last a lifetime. These things are hardy. These bottles are meant to be dropped and thrown and be used multiple times a day for a long time. These things are, they're not going to break anytime soon. They are very, very hardy. The next thing I want to discuss is cloths. Blankets, sheets, swaddling blankets, bibs, burp rags, towels, washcloths, all of that stuff. Again, you can find these pre-loved, used at consignment shops. These are everywhere. You can make them with leftover fabric, especially if it's a burp rag. You can use old towels and cut those up. There's so many things. If you have big sheets, I have bed sheets that, uh, my dog... A thunderstorm happened, and he was terrified, and we were not home. He busted out of his kennel, went up the stairs, busted through a door, literally destroyed the door. We had to get a whole new door. This was the spare bedroom, so we had the box spring and the mattress just on the floor. We'd just moved in the house. We'd only been there a couple months. We didn't have a frame and a headboard and all that stuff yet, so the bed was on the floor. He ate the mattress. Mm. So bad. I'm still I'm still mad at my dog. Ate the mattress and in the process destroyed the bed sheets. These are very these were new. (laughs) This mattress was only like six months old. That's the heartbreaking part. So were these sheets. They were still really soft. They didn't have any peeling on them. What do I do with them? They're ripped. They were ripped beyond the point. I couldn't fix them with my sewing machine. These were ripped slash shredded all in one corner of the mattress. So even if I did sew them magically back up it would have been very it would have shrunk that corner area to where it wouldn't go over the mattress that's something you can do with those bed sheets you can turn them into swaddling blankets you just have to cut them if you use the pinking shears and you don't even have to sew a hem on them or anything there's so many ways to repurpose a lot of the material that we have there you go you'll also find all these items used blankets I guess it's really a tradition. I don't know if it's like this everywhere else in the world, but here I got so many homemade blankets, which is wonderful. They're made with love and they're warm and my son is gonna have them forever to cherish and that's great. You can get them homemade, they can be purchased and given to you. I don't know why, but everybody's so afraid of the baby being cold. (laughs) They were so afraid my kid would be cold. He got over 10 blankets, 10 blankets. We don't even have that many blankets for us as the grown-ups in the house. He was born in June. It was 90 degrees every single day until he was at least three months old, and then I think it dropped down to 80. We just had a really hot year for Indiana. It was almost October, November before it finally kind of started getting cold. We didn't even use the blankets for the first three months because it was 90 degrees and it was so hot. Anyways, that's (laughs) that's just my side story. Moving on. Bibs and burp rags. We didn't have any, actually. Somehow we never got bibs or burp rags from any of the baby showers or re-gifting from anybody. Somehow we didn't get that. But we did before we had my son, my husband and I would go to the gym quite a bit. And at the gym, we went to Planet Fitness. They had a spray bottle and then paper towels. And I was just, I was heartbroken using paper towels. You're supposed to use the, after you use the machine, you are supposed to clean it. But if you observe not very many people follow that rule. So I would clean the machine, then use it, then clean it again. So I would go, and I would try to reuse. Once I caught on, these were paper towels because they didn't last very long. Then we started bringing our own towels. We had plenty of little tiny hand towels. Anytime you go to a football game, basketball game, convention, there's all these cute little hand towels that have company logos and whatnot on them. I just grab those and use those. Anytime that we had a towel, one time I... One time I was going to do laundry, I was in an apartment complex, and I had to go to the laundry mat that was there at the apartment complex, but it was across the apartment complex, so I had everything in my basket, and then I took a bottle of bleach and put it in there, and the lid was not on very tight, and it spilled on my bright blue and bright pink towels, and so now they had big bleach stains and holes, because when bleach is 100% concentrated, it'll eat a hole in your items. So these also now were cut up into small hand towels. Just another way to repurpose things. That's what we used for my son every time that I would breastfeed him or bottle feed him. Anytime there was a mess involved, that's what we used. And we'd put the towels over our shoulder and we'd burp him on that. I do appreciate my mom. I'm going to tell you a quick story. My mom is, is so wonderfully talented and gifted. And she is a seamstress. She can sew out the wazoo. She decided that the gym towels that I was using, they were not soft enough or cute enough for her little grandbaby. So she did make a whole bunch of burp rags for him, and I appreciate that. And that was very, very nice of her. And I will continue to use those burp rags all the way through, however many children we end up having. And I will save them and pass them along to the next mom. They are adorable. The ones she made, I, I do agree, they are softer and they are cuter than the gym towels, but I'm saying. You can still use gym towels and everything will be okay. Also, apparently I was destined to have a very dirty kit because we got so many towels and washcloths. It was crazy. (laughs) It was ridiculous. (laughs) My own washcloths weren't nearly as soft as the baby washcloths, but we had so many. I was like, how often am I washing this kit? I I had 32 washcloths for this baby who was getting a bath once a week. What I did, because he was a boy, I I guess you could use this on a girl. I don't don't know. I haven't had a girl. Every time that you take the diaper off to change it, they pee, and you get this great big arc. So I would have a basket of the washcloths and just cover him. Every time the diaper came off, he would get covered, because you also want it to air out, so that way they don't get diaper rash, but you also need to cover it. That way, if they do start peeing, the... Washcloth will now contain the pee. It'll absorb it and contain it, and that way it doesn't end up on your hair or your shirt or the back wall or the dog. Yes, one time my kid peed on the dog. He got my husband and the dog and the carpet all at the same time. I was able to dodge out of the way. (laughs) One of the last things to talk about is toys. Please aim for pre-loved toys. Kids outgrow toys so quickly, and they are still good they are still good toys there's plenty of them you'll find these again at the garage sales consignment shops I know I keep I'm just a broken record I keep saying this is but these are the places to go they're there they're cheap they're loved they're they're excellent there's nothing wrong with them if they're not there then they're going in the garbage there are so many times I'll drive through the neighborhood and I will see Two, three trash cans full of stuff, and then I will see kids' toys. I saw a baby swing once. I saw a bouncer once. I saw the high chair. I took the high chair. I already had a baby swing and a bouncer at that time. I saw the high chair. I took that one. I've seen a rocking horse, a whole the kitchen play set thing. I've seen that out there. It just breaks my heart. These are all good toys, and you can donate them so many places. Preschools, learning centers. Women's Shelters, Boys and Girls Club. There's so many places you could take these toys. Just stop throwing them on the side of the road. Because a sticker got ripped off the side, because your kid took a marker to a small spot of it, you can paint over that. You can put a new sticker there. There are ways to fix this up. There are so many kids that don't have toys at all. Please just stop throwing away the perfectly good toys. Anyways, you you can also find another family to swap with. This is great if you're in a neighborhood where I live, There are so many families just up and down our street. We can find another family that has kids above us or another family with kids below us and just coordinate swapping out the toys. When the kids outgrow it, they come to me. When my kids outgrow it, it'll go on to the next family. You can do that, and let's be honest here. We're talking about babies. They will play with the box, bow, and wrapping paper more than they're actually going to play with the expensive, leading-in-technology, brain-development, latest-hype-type toy. Babies are simple. Keep it simple. You can make your own toys, too. I'm not talking about anything elaborate. You can just use stuff that you find around the house. One day, my kid played with a highlighter for 45 minutes. (laughs) You know what else was a popular toy for him? Empty toilet paper roll and the bowl that fit on his head. Those lasted a good chunk of the day, too. Oh, and the dog's toys. He's very obsessed with the dog's toys. We have never bought him a toy. Does that make us horrible parents? No. He has plenty of toys. They are all given to us. They are all used. I'm just saying we've never bought... Oh, I take that back. I bought him one toy. I bought him a green bouncy ball that when you bounce it, it lights up. It's the size... It's a big ball. It's probably the size of a baseball because we were at the airport and he was... We were killing time between flights, and we found that ball in a shop, and we were playing with it. And his every time he got it and the ball lit up, he would just stare at it. He was so fascinated by it. I said, great, we're going to take that on the airplane just in case you decide to get fussy, which he did. Brought out the toy. Perfect. Lifesaver. So he does have that toy. That's the only toy that I've bought him. But all the rest were used. <laughs> Remember, this is a journey. It's really hard to be 100% sustainable 100% of the time. But as long as you make a really good effort, it's very impactful. Just make the effort. Every little bit does count. If there are a whole bunch of us doing a little bit, that all adds up together. Okay, so today we reviewed that babies are cute, cuddly, and adorable. (laughs) And what to do when you're pregnant maternity-wise. Prepare for the nursery. Clothing for the baby. Diapers for the baby any of the other furniture that you're going to need, food and feeding the baby. Oh, I forgot something about food. Yes, when it comes to food, we reviewed breastfeeding and formula feeding, but eventually you're going to have to transition your child onto solids. You can start as early as four months. It's really typically around six months. You're going to start giving them solid foods. And by solid foods, it's really pureed foods. You can do naturally pureed foods. Things. You can smash it up yourself. You could do naturally puree, what I mean by that, mashed potatoes, oatmeal, these things that are smushy already. You can take your own items and smash them up as well or blend them up. You can get the baby bullet and blend it. A lot of parents are very excited to do the all-natural, organic, homemade baby food. My husband and I were both working full-time. That was really hard for us to do. We just, whatever we were eating, Whatever we were eating is what we smashed up, and that's what our child got. There are squeeze pouches. A lot of, okay, let me backtrack. A lot of the food will come in baby jars, which you can recycle those, or glass jars with metal lids. You can recycle those, or you can find another purpose for them. If you go through a lot of them, you're probably gonna have a hard time finding a purpose for all of them. But there's also squeeze pouches. These are really awesome because your baby can actually hold them. My son was, I think, eight, ten months before we discovered these, and he was able to grab it and hold it. Okay, maybe ten months, I think. Grab it and hold it and feed himself. Otherwise, I would hold it up to him. it was nice because he would just put his lips around the little spout and suck. Perfect. No more fighting with the spoon or getting close to his face, and he'd turn his head last minute or flail his arm and knock the food all over the place. These were a lifesaver in that event. However... They are extremely wasteful. It's that plastic pouch is not recyclable. You use it once you toss it away. I thought, dang, these things are so great. So I took a long shot and just asked my group on Facebook, hey, does anybody know if there's a way to, is there a reusable version of this, of the disposable squeeze pouch food items? And I was surprised. Yes. Yes, there is. It's literally called a reusable squeeze pouch. You can get them on Amazon, and they are awesome. I got some plastic ones. It's basically, think of a Ziploc bag. It's, that, it's a very heavy-duty Ziploc seal. So you, pop, you open it up. You have the lid on the spout. You open it up at the bottom, and you can put yogurt, applesauce, smoothies, your own stuff that you make at home. You can put mashed potatoes, mashed sweet potatoes in there, and then do the Ziploc shut. And now your kid can take it and eat it. And when he's done, you can wash it. You'll have to use the baby bottle brush. Some of them are harder to wash than the other ones. You'll know what I mean when you look. If it's the Ziploc plastic bag-like ones, they're a little bit harder to wash. If you get the silicone ones, they're easier to wash, but they do have more parts to them. So that is up to you. I did both. I did, it was $13, I think, for the silicone reusable one. It's a lot easier to clean, but it was $13 for one. And then I did 10 for $10 of the reusable plastic ziplock bottom type ones. Either way, they're, they're great. That's what I want to review for feeding. I'm sorry, I forgot that earlier. We did go over different cloth items. And then the toys. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode of my podcast. I really do appreciate your support. If you learned something new, please give this podcast a five-star rating. That would be so wonderful. Help me climb the ranks so other people can find this podcast, or at least let them know, tell them about it. Word of mouth is very powerful. If you do want to know more, you can check out startingsustainability.com. Forward slash podcast, And this is episode 10, and I will have show notes available with all of the links of everything that I've talked about today. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me at Kaylin, K-A-Y-L-I-N, at Startingsustainability.com. You can also just leave a comment anywhere on the website, or you can reach out to me on Facebook. I have a group there, Starting Sustainability. Thank you again. Thank you for your support. And I look forward to talking with everybody on episode 11. Have a good one.